Experience is the hardest kind of teacher. It gives you the test first and the lesson afterward. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining, welcome. It's good to have you with us. The Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast can be subscribed to on all of the major podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Your likes, shares, reviews, and everything else help the show grow, so consider doing that. The show is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks, completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Experience is the hardest kind of teacher. It gives you the test first and the lesson afterward. I believe this quote was from, let me see here. Oscar Wilde? No. This one was from, let me pull it up here. Yeah, it is Oscar Wilde. It's definitely a fun one. And it's also somewhat depressing. (laughs) And good morning if you're on the live chat. I see a couple people already joined us. Uh, You can join the live chat, which uh, we will go into a discussion time after the the main topics discussed for a little bit. Um, But you can join the live chat on YouTube or Facebook. So let's talk about experience. You know, when you go to fill out a job application for any job, generally speaking, they give you the two prerequisites for your job. The first prerequisite is what is your education? The second prerequisite is what is your experience? I had the benefit of growing up in a small business that was uh, started by my father. And so I got to experience firsthand what a small business environment looks like in terms of the hiring and firing process. Also in terms of how somebody who owns and runs a company reacts to certain levels of experience and education. I didn't realize the benefit of this till I got older, of course, but it did give me a different kind of perspective on education because I saw firsthand how people who were working in the world force sorry, working in the workforce in terms of running companies and and managing people dealt with people who had a lack of experience but good education or dealt with people who had a lot of experience and no education, which are like generally the two contrasts. And then there's occasionally the people who have both. They have the education and the experience. So when you're, believe me, this isn't all going to be about employment and work, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to something here. I'm leading up to kind of what the quote alludes to. But when you're looking at a job application, employers who are going to pay you for a job you perform generally look at a combination of the two. They look at what is your level of education? What have you learned in theory? And then experience. What have you done in practice? So generally speaking, if you are changing a career, starting a new career, or you're just getting stagnant in your existing career. These two factors are completely within our control. 
our level of education and our level of experience. And both have extreme value in different ways. But what's funny about experience, like the quote says, it is the hardest kind of teacher. And this was terrifying for me when I was younger. Because there is nothing scarier than stepping into something that is out of your comfort zone. And I don't just mean on a professional level. I mean on a personal level too. A few episodes back, I talked about how I was basically, when I grew up, I spent an immense amount of time in front of a computer. So computers never scared me. In fact, the prospect of doing something new on a computer was super exciting for me, and it still is to this day. But that was because through experience of trial and error, I learned that there's very few problems you can't adapt to. And I believe this is true for life. Because when I started looking at house projects, when I was when I first became a homeowner and early in my adulthood, when I had to start taking responsibility for what happened in my own house, I had extreme anxiety when it came to actually approaching these problems. And I, I think it's amazing if we think about ourselves in this aspect is we can see for some reason, with certain things, we have extreme confidence and we don't seem to worry about them at all. But those things that we have extreme confidence in, other people have crippling anxiety about. I've, I've met people, for example, who are amazing homeowners and can seem to tackle any home object without even thinking about it. And that really bothered me early on. But what I didn't realize they had that I didn't, I never connected the dots, was they had experience. And experience doesn't just build knowledge, which it does. And experience is extremely valuable in that. But experience, in my opinion, above all, builds confidence. Because experience, because it is this hardest kind of teacher, it's like a testing point. When you are in the real world and consequences are actually on the line and you actually have to make a decision that may or may not blow up in your face. What experience does is it actually teaches you how to adapt to situations and environments that are outside of expectations. Education or when we learn something before we have any experience in it, all of the outside variables are controlled. When we live in the world of theory, all of the factors, for example, in a school problem or in a lab at, in a classroom, all of the variables are controlled. We have control over the environment and how things are going to plan out or the scope of whatever the issue is. In the real world, we don't really have all the variables, and we are likely never to have them. And so there is this weird cross-section that occurs between theory and reality. And very few people actually reach that point, because I, I think this is why we get the phenomenon of, of, personal, of professional students, where people never want to leave the classroom and to go out into the real world, because the prospect is terrifying, right? Because there is this risk of failure and disappointment and 
on unmet expectations. And so it's understandable that people wouldn't want to take what they've learned and apply it because they may discover that they may not be as good as it at it as they thought when it's put to the test. So this weird cross-section that occurs is an interesting phenomenon because if we don't understand that process, that as we transition from the theoretical into the real, if we don't understand that that is a necessary component to make us, first of all, useful, because things we apply in theory, they do have value, but they have limited value. They can only provide value in a theoretical sense. When we apply what we've learned and our skills that we've cultivated to a real-world situation, it has real tangible value because it, it actually determines whether or not that particular pr problem, which is a real-world problem, gets solved. So as we, as we kind of translate our, our knowledge that we've obtained in the theoretical world into the real world, we walk into a whole different dimension of disappointment, anxiety, stress, fear, failure. And all of these things are arguably essential for cultivating that next important part of why we got an education to begin with. And this is why I believe that the original process when I was growing up, it was pretty much well understood. And I don't think it's understood anymore. But the, the basic principle of education was we will go away to a location in which the environment is conducive to our growth in a specific area for a stretch of time. So I will go to college for two to four years so that I can literally saturate myself and surround myself with the people who are the experts in this specific area in which I want to grow and develop. And then I will pick myself up out of that environment and throw myself into a real world environment of reality and conflict. And that's why it was generally accepted universally that the first two to four years outside of school and education were the hardest. They were the crushing point or the testing point of the education that we received. These were the most difficult because, first of all, nobody's going to pay you if you don't have any experience yet. So you have the, all of this time and money and energy invested in yourself. But then now you're being thrown into an environment in which you don't, you've never really applied what you've learned. And so those first two to four years were very abusive, generally speaking, uh, hopefully self-abusive. And then those... In those first two, 40, two to four years, though, that's where you, you reconcile that, the, what the theory with the reality. That's where, that's where that cross-section interweaves in, in, our, in our experience, in our theory, create a whole new level of experience. Because then we can take all of the skills and lessons we've obtained and apply them to the real world at that point. And then after you've about two to four years of experience, assuming you've done well and you've been diligent, then you've become a unique asset to whatever specific field or industry you uh, studied and applied yourself. And so this was a generally accepted principle back when I was in school. 
at least in the circles I was in. I don't know how we lost sight of this, but even if you're not getting a college education, even if you're you're learning something new on the side, this isn't this discussion today isn't just for people who are going to college. That's just the most tangible real world example of contrasting theory and reality that I could come up with because both will teach us. Um, the real world will teach us if we're willing to learn and and school will teach us if we're willing to learn. Before we move into that, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's... <laughs> Audible... Audible's Premium Plus catalog, completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a limited-time, free 30-day trial. You'll get the Audible Premium Plus catalog as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online anytime during that 30 days. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast right now and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. And sign up. It'll help the show grow. And maybe it'll help you grow too, because I love audiobooks. If not just for education, also for entertainment. So this whole real world and theoretical cross-section is arguably the point of why we attempt to better ourselves on an educational level. And let's just remove college from the edu- from the equation because college, I don't believe, is an essential component to anybody. Um, I went to college. I got a full degree. I do not think it is essential. I do think it has tremendous value if we leverage it properly. The two ways we could leverage it is to actually get a diploma, and obviously a diploma helps us get a job in the real world, but it's only the foundation of our our experience. It's like a starting point. Um, we need to accumulate experience more than anything. Experience has in, immensely more valuable in the real world than than a theoretical education. But even if we don't do the college thing, right, even if we just acquire a new skill online and by the way there is no better time in history to learn something new you can if you can think it at this point you can learn it there are lessons there are college courses uh not college they're college level courses on youtube on facebook on udemy on i'm just thinking of a bunch of other websites that you can you can learn stuff online there, there are countless websites now where you can literally pay $20 for an entire course on something and get a college level or higher education on it because people are passionate about it and 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 they, and they want to share that passion with them and that's one of the great things about signing up for online courses for anything is you tend to also connect with the people who love it the most we there is no better time in history to learn something new but learning it is not enough just learning something new is not enough. We need to have the courage 
to face the failure that comes with reality because experience is the hardest kind of teacher, but it's also the most valuable teacher because it gives us the test first. It puts us on the spot, but it gives us the, the most valuable lessons, and that is the adaptation that comes with applying what we've learned to the real world. And if we go back to my original example that was about just basic housework, it doesn't do me a lot of good to go on YouTube and learn how to take the lawnmower blade off of my lawnmower for 100 hours, but never actually attempt to do it. I theoretically know 100 hours worth of things that could be useful in taking apart one of those, but I've never actually physically done it. I've never gone into the real world and tried it. And obviously, when you get into the real world, things get messy. And this is generally what I hated because I was in a controlled environment a lot of the times in terms of computers. All of the variable variables were clearly defined. I felt safe there. I felt comfortable there. But then when you get into the actual trenches of reality, there are so many unknowns that can be crippling. Especially if you have generalized, if you're generally an overthinker and you have generally a lot of anxiety. But an amazing thing started to happen when I actually started to jump into these things. I, I would watch a little bit of a video and now I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to jump in and just do it. First of all, it's incredibly frustrating how much you fail during a process of trying something new. But what, what was amazing that I did not expect is what happened next. The first 10 or 15 times I did this, it was incredibly frustrating. It made me mad. I yelled, I cursed, I screamed, and I got mad and failed. And eventually I succeeded on whatever that project was. Or I learned it was beyond me and I hired somebody to do it. But I kept throwing myself into it. Fast forward five to 10 years later, I did not even realize this was happening, by the way. Now, I will literally throw, watch a video at work or a couple of videos at work, you know, on my break, maybe five, 10 minute clips of how to do something. And then I will immediately get home and just throw myself into it. So I went from crippling anxiety to the point of I'd procrastinate projects for months and months at a time to throwing myself into stuff within the same day. Now, am I amazing at these things? No, I'm still just as bad at a lot of them as I used to be because I've never done most of them before. But the skill I acquired was accepting the process for what it is. So when you get actually in the trenches in the real world, you learn to adapt to disappointments and failures and new problems. And you learn how to walk away from a problem and come back to a problem. You learn how to approach your, do your prep work better because you're like, okay, well, the last five or 10 times I did this, I needed these tools. And so you prepare for problems better. And this is something that you cannot learn in a theoretical environment. The, the, the finer details that come with walking into a project and, and, com and bringing it to completion is something that only experience can give you. And it's through these terrible, hard lessons of failure and embarrassment and disappointment. 
but it it is the hardest kind of teacher, but it can also be the best. And this is why I, I kind of said at the beginning that education has immense value, but I don't think it's required. As long as we have this same learning mindset, the real world is really where the test comes. And the real world is really where any kind of knowledge has value. If we only stay in the theoretical world of, of learning something, whether it's in school or on a YouTube video, we never actually become useful because none of what we've learned has ever actually been applied. It's never translated into anything. And so that's really where the real meat and potatoes begin to form is when we actually throw ourselves into those trenches. And I think people who have never went to school, uh, the, the, these supposed prodigies who, who build these huge empires and businesses without education, they fully understood that the real world will also teach you lessons. And in the real world, people care more about results than they do your credentials. And so throwing yourself immensely into the school of hard knocks, so to speak, the school of experience can make you more valuable than the person who has the greatest education in the world. Because despite all of what you learned, under no circumstances have you actually been forced into a position in which those principles had to be applied, tested, and work have results in reality. And so I think people who are School of Hard Knocks people fully have grasped this concept that results are more important than credentials. They just are on every, virtually every level. Credentials are not without value. Education is not without value. And many times education can give you better tools for dealing with real world problems rather than having to brute force your way through them because you don't have all of the potential tools that can be used. But at the end of the day, the person, would you rather take a guy with good credentials or a guy who's worked with somebody for four years on this specific project? If you had a, had, had a problem going on right now, would you call the guy who's studying the problem or would you call the guy who dealt with it for four years? Who would be the first person you would go to? Preferably, you have somebody who did both. <laughs> who had the education and the experience. And now you know why people value that above all. So we are going to uh, move into the discussion time here shortly. You are listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this video. Um, it does help the show grow. If you if you have not yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, please do. That will help the show grow. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands, that's right, thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. Wendy says, good morning. Good morning, Wendy. Brad says, good morning. Welcome back, Brad. Good to have you here again. Ellen says, happy Friday. I know, Friday fun day. Ellen says, while a degree is great, when hiring, I find that experience is priceless. And this is, and I agree. And, and I think this is really what a lot of people, a lot of people who are in school have been failed to be taught. 
a lot of people who are, remember, education sells a product. You know, and their product is, if you come to our school and invest 30000 to to $100,000 in yourself, quote unquote, you will walk out and make an average of X amount of dollars per year. And so they, they literally kind of are misleading in that advertisement because what they don't tell you is that just because you have four years of, of education, that, that guaranteed income or average salary depends on where you live. So be prepared to move. It doesn't tell you the cost of living in the area that you make that much money. And it also doesn't tell you that your positioning isn't guaranteed. Oh, also, they don't they, they fail to kind of throw in that little fact that your first two to four years expect to make a salary and get abused because you have no experience. Like they leave out these basic real life aspects of the learning part. And so it's, it comes to no surprise that kids graduate. And then, and then expect to walk into, they have these unrealistic expectations. They expect to walk into a place of employment because they have the degree. And, and then everything else is smooth sailing. But like I said, when I was younger, this was well understood that education was like that if you walked out of school with a degree, you were just getting started. And you were starting at the bottom. But you were starting with a set of tools that was going to hopefully slingshot you upward in trajectory. This is not, it does not seem to be understood anymore that this was the point. And so it's not surprising that kids are walking into the workforce with extremely unrealistic expectations, but that's because that's what they were sold on. And so it also doesn't surprise that all these kids are wanting their money back or wanting free education because they feel like they were lied to. And on some level they were, But, you know, at the end of the day, nobody made us sign the paper. <laughs> so I had I had student loans as well that needed to be paid off. So <laughs> so I, I, I generally get the idea. I understand where they're coming from. But, you know, when we make decisions that involve our financial situation, we have nobody really to blame but ourselves. And not to mention, we did actually get the education. We just need to accept the reality that now we're going to have to work at it in the real world and cultivate that experience so that we have value now. And I find it hard to believe that anybody spent four years in college and they don't have at least the advantage of knowing how to teach themselves better. So that should, in the real world, help you with whatever it is you do. So you do start at an advantage. Brad says, kind of the same thing recently, but I'm getting better at it. Getting better at not procrastinating. I have learned that procrastination is, and, and I, this is, I'm the same way. There are certain things I still procrastinate heavily with. But what I did learn is procrastination is like a self-esteem thing. For some reason, my value was wrapped up in me doing things really well all the time. I, I think it's because I kind of have that perfectionist mentality. And the more I accepted failure as part of the process of just about anything, let me tell you a fun story on that. I worked in a panel shop at our work because we do industrial automation. And I worked with, alongside my brother, which was a very pleasurable experience. He 
trained me initially on building these panels. And you had to cut holes and you had to measure three times, cut once. That was like the rule. And, and I quickly learned why that rule existed. Because if once you make the cut, it's it's there. And I cannot... I specifically remember the first time I screwed something up. I was so terrified of, of coming to him and saying, oh, I messed this up. I messed this up. And I finally walked in there and I said it. And he goes, okay, well, show me. And I brought him back there and I showed it to him. He goes, oh, no, this is no problem. You know, we'll just cover it up with this. And then there was like just a separate part we could just put over it where I screwed up. And I'm like, that's it? Won't they know? So he goes, no, 90% of this job is covering up your mistakes. I never forgot that. Because what it what it what it really kind of taught me was that although you can try to do things perfectly every time, you won't. And ninety percent of what the real world experience does is it's not necessarily for just covering up your mistakes, but it's adapting to them and coming up with a solution that kind of fixes it, fills in those gaps. And then I really started to know this, notice this. Like if you walk around your house and you look at your windows and your doors and and you look at things that were built or fixed, there, there wasn't a perfect solution. You can actually see the flaws if you look closely. But then you can kind of see these little fixes and tweaks they did to correct those flaws. And it is absolutely stunning to realize that the doers of the world are the ones who do something it doesn't come out perfect, and then they slowly tweak and adjust it so that it ultimately performs the function it was designed to perform. And so I really had to let go of this perfectionism. Because in the real world, things are not perfect. They're broken. They're uneven. They're, they're bent. They're twisted. They're, they're, there's a fun excitement to realizing that you never really know how it's going to go. And my procrastination got better when I fully began to understand the importance and significance of these imperfections because that's where you really kind of learn the fine-tuning of the, the finishing work of the job. And, and, and that's something you cannot learn in a classroom. You just can't. You know, because there, there's so many of those little things that inject themselves, those little variables that inject themselves into the real world that a classroom cannot really replicate, that only experience can fill in. And that was kind of a fun lesson for me to learn. And, and I, and I, and for me, like a guy who, like I said, sat up and sat basically in a lab because <laughs> I sat in front of a computer my whole childhood and into adulthood and worked with computers for a living. That was a really valuable thing for me to learn because computers do create this false expectation of how the world really is because in a computer environment, things are very controlled. And I didn't realize how much of a control freak I was. So that was very valuable for me. So that is it for the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite network. It helps the show grow. We are on 
YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new rating. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for a limited time for this offer at Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You can visit wisdomworthknowing.org to connect to us on any network. Uh, You can also donate if you like the show. That helps the show grow. And until next time, experience is the hardest kind of teacher. It gives you the test first and the lesson afterward. So let's learn to embrace this part of the process today. Let's throw ourselves into something that we've never done before. Let's make ourselves a little uncomfortable. Also, let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because that's all we can do. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you all tomorrow.